Hello and welcome to episode number 26 of HearthCast for Friday, January 15th, 2010. This is a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player with your host, Root. And Freckleface. In this episode, we're going to talk about life lessons that we can learn from WoW. Absolutely. We are also going to cover Freckleface's Adopt-A-Pet. Which is my favorite segment. Fishing for Wishes. Which is my favorite segment. And Root's Auction House Tip, which is my favorite segment. Oh, that's so cool. Like to say hello to all of our guildmates over on Whisperwind in the uh, Titans Heroes. What are we? Titans Warriors. Titans Warriors. Tell I've been on there a lot with, with Root, huh? My apologies to Titans Warriors. Hello. How are you? And greetings. <clears throat> we also want to give a few <laughs> shout-outs to some of our uh, listeners on Twitter. I'm going to let you handle the Twitter names, though. Which uh, One of them is Cor- Kumorgu. Okay. Um, and I don't know how to pronounce this other than I'm taking a guess as Resident Evil. Yeah, with a bunch of nines. With nines instead of E's. I think oh, is that what you did? Oh. I think if I try to pronounce it, would be... Don't try. Okay, I won't. <laughs> But I just want to thank you both for the greetings and the, keeping the conversation going on Twitter. We like that. Awesome Twitter friends. We like to have our Twitter friends. As always, you can find our site over at www.hearthcast.com. Our email address, should you wish to contribute to the show, is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can always find the show on iTunes. Our ACN hotline, which is our voicemail hotline, is 321-558-7637. If you want to give anybody kind of shout-outs, including us, or ask questions, or just promote your own guild or own blog or whatever else you want to do. We'll do that for you. And as Freckleface has already mentioned, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. So Freckleface, what's up with you this week in the world of Warcraft? Well, I finally transferred my rogue Freckleface over to Whisperwind. So we have officially renounced Gorgonash as a We're no longer there. We're reunited on Whisperwind. We're no longer doing PvP. No, no PvP realms All anymore. Care Bear. Care Bear realms. And I had really kind of struggled with transferring because my name wasn't available. Right. And I had looked in the armory. It wasn't in the armory. I had added this person to my friends list, see if they ever came online. Never did. Um, so they just had like a, probably like a level minus whatever, underneath 10. Underneath 10, that was never played. Probably just someone's alt just sitting there hanging out. Right, because we know with one of our previous episodes, you told us you don't appear in the armory until you're level 10. Right, which is true. So I had to misspell my name a little bit with Aww. two K's for the freckle instead of CK. Um, I think if the name ever does become available again, you know, the regular spelled freckle face, I'll pay the ten dollars. You'll pay you do the paid name transfer. I will just you would because do that. just because it just it's it's spelled like it sounds. So any of way. you who are actually out there on Whisperwind and do have an alt name freckle face, pay attention. <laughs> so Brew, what's going on with you? Um, spent some time playing Squid Cash. That's where I've been spending most of my time. That is your priest? I'm sorry, that's my priest. Yeah, my level now 22, uh, Drain Eye. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing good. Actually, uh, I, all I did, I jumped in uh, the random dungeon and uh, dinged twice while I was in there, which was kind of cool. You know, I, I had plenty of rested time, which is why I was able to you know, complete basically a level and a half. Uh, to ding twice on that, and yeah, I got some pretty good. You know, the the uh, the upgrade was good. It was another. Uh, it was a cloak, but it was good, and uh, it was fun. We only had one death in the whole thing, and that was his fault. And he clearly admitted it because I'm an uber healer, and he died out of his own stupidity. 
But that was your first death overall, someone dying on your watch. Oh, no, no, not at all. No, I've had a wipe before, complete wipe. <laughs> um, Which wasn't your fault, of course. No, that was my fault. Um, I've had that. I've had a. Um, I've lagged out once, completely lagged out one time, and and you know once I finally came back, there were like four people dead, and everybody cussing me out. And I'm like lag. And they're like yeah right, whatever. And I'm like lag. And they're like just res everybody. <laughs> so I was like okay. Um, now the complete wipe happened. We actually kicked the guy out of the group a couple because he just was like thinking he could solo the whole thing, and obviously couldn't. So he was just aggroing everybody, and it's like you know what. You know, there are people in the group going, don't heal, and I'm like, well, I'm not, not going to heal the guy, because if I don't heal the guy, they're coming after us. So, I hate lag. But, yeah. But it's one thing if you're if everything kind of freezes and the sound goes off. It's nothing. This happens to me all the time. The sound keeps going. I can run around, but I'll look around, and all of a sudden, everyone's running in yeah, place. Yeah, running in place. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, it was good. I mean, I'm really enjoying um, the priest. I didn't think I would enjoy a priest so much, and I think the reason I'm enjoying a priest Number one, I had you know previous healer experience from uh, EverQuest days, but he's not unpowerful. You know they've got priests have some pretty decent spells. Yes, they do. Um, which is kind of cool. And I'm doing everything holy. You know I've got uh, according to Mister Mister Freckleface, I did my um, my spirit tap stuff, and everything else is going is going down the holy tree. And really, I'm not really paying too much attention to it right now because I f- I figure once I hit you know forty, I'll just respec. And you know, pay attention to it then. But right now, I'm not really worried too much about it. Uh, but it's been really, really fun. Now you're going to do the dual spec at 40. I am going to go dual spec at 40 with the priest. Okay. Um, that's going to be one of the goals, and it's going to be completely funded by Fat Wallet, who's still you know hovering around the 2,000 range with gold. And so he's completely going to fund the the dual spec on that. And um, yeah, it's actually kind of fun. I'm waiting for you. You you have another alt a on there, a warrior. And so I'm going to wait for you to level up. Uh, to get up, catch up to 22. Well, I love a lot faster than you. I know you do. But this weekend, I've dedicated, like I told you earlier this morning, this weekend I'm dedicating full to running Heroics with Root. Because I'm not too far away from getting all those soul, stone, whatever shard things. For your BOA items. For my BOA, which I don't have and I really want. Because I want to throw that on to my priest and you know get some XP bonuses with that. They make life a lot better. So that's what's going on there. Hey, Freckleface, you know last week we talked about that, that guy who um, the police department went after by asking Blizzard for his information, and Blizzard like gave up everything they had on the guy? And they caught him. And they caught the guy. Well, we're going right back to a guy very close to us here in Orlando over in Clearwater who got busted for, for playing a, a World of Warcraft scam that he's doing on people. Absolutely. Scams in Warcraft? Absolutely. Yeah, you wouldn't think. <laughs> you wouldn't think. Well, this 23-year-old guy... Was um, he was charged um, for uh, for scheming to defraud, and he got two counts of grand theft. This guy is being held in jail in Pinellas County on a twenty thousand dollar bail. Ouch! Now, what this guy was doing was basically trying telling people he's going to sell him eighties. Now, you know, res- opinions reserved about if you're going to buy an eighty or not. What he would do is go over and says, you know what, I'm going to sell you an eighty. Give me money, I'll transfer the eighty. He was charging at least seven hundred and sixty dollars for multiple people to sell them eighties. Now, do you think he ever gave him the eighties? I doubt it. Never. Since he's in jail. He's in jail. No, he never got. He never delivered. 
So what he was doing is basically scamming people, saying, hey, I'm going to send you the stuff. They go, oh, my gosh, I get an 80. Here's my $760. Okay. Wow. That's a lot of money. It is a lot. So now if you had a job, Freckleface, well, you do have a job. <laughs> but if you had a job making $19 an hour, that is $760. Bucks. If, you've, if you worked a week, a 40-hour week, at $19 an hour, $760. Bucks. I couldn't imagine paying 760 bucks for an 80. I know there's a lot of time that you spend getting to 80, but part of that is learning your character and doing the grind and doing everything else. Well, what's funny is the actual article says, arrest reports do not explain why the players... That this guy's accused of defrauding. Why they did that when they could create their own for free after paying a minimal monthly subscription fee. Yeah, you know, I was reading an article, and obviously this person who wrote the article uh, for the uh, Times over there um, doesn't play the game. Right. Because that is true. You can get can get it for free. But I think, I'm trying to think about the average play time to get to 80. And I'm thinking it's about 10 to 15 days of solid play time. 180. Average time. Now, they may be doing some sort of cheat boxing thing or... Well, you can get power leveled by your tunes or your buddies or your guild mates or... I mean, getting to 80, if you were solidly working on it, yeah, you got about a week of solid solid play time. You know, if you were, like, like at it hardcore, you could do it. If you, especially if you had, like, some BOA equipment with, with the experience bonuses or refer a friend. Sure. Whatever else you get, you could actually, yeah, you could do it hardcore. The other thing, did you catch the last line in this lady's uh, report? But more advanced characters allow users to skip ahead and play at a higher level. Skip what? You ain't skipping ahead. You can't skip ahead in the game of World of Warcraft. So, I don't know. So, well, basically <laughs> what it boils down to is that... This guy got busted for scamming people out of 80s. Is that A, the one guy was scamming. Yeah. The, quote, victims, they are paying someone else to play the game for them. For 760 thing, bucks. And they're trying to buy something that can't be bought really legally. Because when you look at the user agreement... You can't do it. The, cl- the players are Blizzard property. The gold is Blizzard property. Everything's Blizzard property. So, I mean, I have yet to see a response from Blizzard about this. They'll probably remain quiet about it. They probably won't say a thing. Or the flip side about it is they can say, see what can happen to you. Sure. You can land in jail. And, of course, this guy actually didn't sell them, you know, the 80s. He actually, you know, scammed them out of it and never, never completed the sale. That's why he's in jail. So, but, you know, if he wants to come on our podcast and talk to us about why he did that, he'd be more than welcome. Maybe he can call us from his jail cell or something. I don't know. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. But, you know, there are a lot of life lessons you can learn from WoW. Okay. Outside of not to defraud people because you'll end up in jail, which is probably a new one we should add to our list. I think everyone should know that already. They they ought to. They ought to. They ought to. But, yeah. But there are some other life lessons you can learn from WoW and really take with you. This is one of those things because a lot of people do complain and say, you know what, you're wasting your time. You're not getting anything. You're not benefiting from this game. It's just a time sink. You're not being social, whatever, this whole nine yards. And there are some legitimate arguments against that. So let's. what I want to kind of do is look at some of the life lessons that you actually learn from the game of World of Warcraft. Okay. What you got for us? Well, the first one, we'll kind of go and talk about these. But the first one I have is if you talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. And that comes from all the people who are saying, you know what, I can solo this, I can solo that, I'm the best DPS, you know, I'm the best tank, I'm the best healer, whatever it is. 
if you're saying that you have that caliber character and you can play at that level, then you ought to be able to back it up. Now, Absolutely. that same thing, of course, in, in World of Warcraft, you'll find out very quickly once you get into a dungeon or something with some people or a raid, if you've said you're uber tank or uber healer and you're not, more than likely you're going to get the boot. Same thing happens in life. If I go into somewhere and say, you know what, I am the best noodle wrapper. Well, they need noodle wrappers. How do you think they get the noodles in the thing? Oh. Noodle wrappers for... Can I apply for that? If you're the best noodle wrapper, you could apply for that. Okay. Now, if I say I'm the best noodle wrapper, and I get hired for a job as noodle wrapper number one, and I get in there and I can't wrap noodles, guess what? You're going to get fired. I'm going to get fired. See, it's a life lesson you learn from the World of Warcraft. Don't pad your resume. Exactly. Don't pad your resume. There you go. You know, if you don't wrap noodles because they're really hard to wrap. So there you go. That's the first one. Number two, investments are prudent. You, My auction house tips deal with this all the time. If you buy something that you know on Tuesday is underpriced and is not going to be moving anywhere, and you hold on to that until like a Thursday or Friday for the weekend crowd to get there, and you list it back on the auction house for an uber profit, that's an investment. Those four or five days or longer is the investment. Now, frankly, I know that you have to have in your bank – Something from Christmas. Yeah, the pets. You've got the pets. What about um, Easter? You have eggs or something? Well, then there's something that you you get gets like small eggs for. Is that Christmas too? There's some kind of holiday. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's for cooking. I looted small eggs back in the summer, and I held on to them. <laughs> Until Christmas. There you go. And See? put up on the auction house then. And you made uber profit. I did. And that's that long-term investment. And what I'm doing right now is I have several pets that I got from the Winter Vale, like the actual Christmas Day. Right. I've got one of those. And see, right now, what I see people doing, a lot of people are selling those pets. Sure. So the price has gone down. Right. Last so time I checked, it was like 300 gold. For what? Well, the reindeer, I think. That's probably about right. So, but the the like the little uh, little mini gnomes, right? Adorable, the father helper. <laughs> yep. Um, they normally go for about a hundred gold, and right now, at least in our realm, they're in the auction house for about thirty. Supply and demand. Right. So I'm so, holding on to mine. Right, because once those are gone, the price is going to shoot back up. So exactly. it's a long term investment. So there you exactly. go. That it tells you, you know, that you can invest in things, and that's just like real life again. If you invest in something today that has a possible profit in the future. It's a long-term investment you hold on to. How many people have I talked to in my life that invested in, you know, a small company called Microsoft, you know, back in the day, and who are now, you know, living it on the high life because that's what they did, or invested when, you know, in uh, Disney stocks before Disney split or whatever the case might be. So it's a long, you know, that's just the thing. When you invest, you invest for long term. So it's a good thing. Of course, you always don't want to invest so much your money into someone who says they're the next Bill Gates. No, you don't. You definitely don't. Anybody who claims you know, that, that they have game-changing technology on the Internet today are just lying because there's no more game-changing technology. There isn't. There isn't. Especially when all it is is an iframe and breaks all kinds of AdSense rules and acceptable use policies in the running Ponzi scheme. But I digress again. Another thing that the World of Warcraft teaches us is to buy low and sell high. This is... 
Auction House 101, and this is also Stock Trading 101. You buy stocks low, you sell them when they're high. You buy an item on the auction house that's underpriced, or you buy it from from somebody else, and you sell it for a profit. You wait for stuff to go on sale for buy one, get one free, and then you use a coupon on top of it. This is true. I do that every week. This is true. I found out it was a particular store that has kind of like a target for a uh, icon, you know? That's their, their emblem or whatever. Okay. It looks like a target. I'm not going to name the store. But it's like this big red target. But I'm okay. not going to name the store. Okay. And I found out that they have their deals on Tuesdays uh-huh. and the last Friday of every month. They put uh-huh. out stuff on clearance. See, I didn't so, even know that. I didn't know that till last night. So there you go. But buy low, sell high is a great strategy you know, to, to take with you in life and in the auction house. A real big one, know your role. Know what you're going to do. What are you bringing to the table, so to speak, in life? If in the world of Warcraft, if you're a healer, know what you have to do as a healer. If you're a main tank, know what you have to do as a main tank. If you're off tank, again, know what you have to do. If you don't know what you have to do, learn what you have to do. Same thing in life. You, Everybody has a role. You have to know what role you're going to fulfill in life. Whether it be policeman, fireman, uber geek, blogger, extraordinaire, like Freckleface is, or whatever case might be. If you want to hire Freckleface, by the way, just let us know. She will blog for you. It's awesome. Um, but you just have to know what you're going to do in your life. You have to know that role and then know what your limitations are in that role. I think you also have to know what your personality type is. That helps. Because that will really affect... Yeah, because if you have like a really negative personality and you're in sales, it's probably not going to do really well. Hey, you want to buy this? Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, whatever. I'm not aggressive enough to be in sales. You don't have to be aggressive to be in sales. You just have to be charming to be in sales. Well, there's a certain point people start to pull back and you have to keep pushing them. But you're right. Attitude does play a big big role in what your role is. Not to use the word role twice there, but... But you did. I did. I did. Another thing that the World of Warcraft teaches us that we can use in our everyday life is that everybody has something to contribute. Kind of goes along with know your role, but everybody's got something to contribute. Um, there's an old saying that, what, 20% of the people do 80% of the work, and you can find that in pretty much every walk of life. But everybody, regardless of who they are, has something meaningful to contribute. Uh, that's easy. That's an easy thing when you look at a group in the World of Warcraft. If you're doing, you know, everybody's looking for main tank, off tank, healer, DPS, you know, someone to do crowd control, you know, whatever. They, they look for those roles to go attack, you know, certain instances. And the same thing happens in real life. You look, you know, everybody's got to bring something to the table that they're going to contribute and be a meaningful part of society. So that happens there. Skills and trades are important. These are trade skills and normal everyday skills. Um, in the World of Warcraft, you're going to make money on it. You know, If you're an herbalist or a miner or whatever your skill set is, um, you're going to do good. You'll make money, and you actually are contributing back to the game. You know, you're, you're, If you're a tailor, you're making bags. People are buying your bags. So it kind of mimics life that way, but it's something you should pay attention to because they're important. Learning a trade skill, learning a primary and secondary skill, very, 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 very important. Who can do that big old grand feast? Like you go into an instance and someone puts the big grand feast down on the floor and it's like the big turkey and... The chefs. Right. And how do you become a chef? 
You learn the cooking skill from and then the other you, cooks. Right, and you just keep on learning cooking, cooking, cooking. You do all your quests, and then bam, you're a chef, right? Same in life. You start off cooking, you know, you, you mess up the pancakes, you mess up the scrambled eggs, but you learn how to cook. And if you really take it serious and you go to school and you learn from other cooks and you read the books and everything else, and it's like, bam, you're a chef. Hey, I did like the Emerald Lagasse bam thing there. I wasn't even thinking about it. Subconsciously you were. I probably was. But, uh, you know, it's the same thing. And that, and that, in the game, you know, that grand feast, that's, that's really cool because you get a little buff and you become well-fed or whatever it is you get off of that, don't you? The, yeah. I think the grand feast just makes you bigger. Oh. And the small feast makes you smaller. But the fish feast, that's the best one because that will give you attack power and spell power. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the one that gives you that buff for, the for you know, attack power and spell power. So same thing, you know, you've, you've got a skill set. You use a skill set to better everybody else. There's always something to learn. That's a great life lesson the WoW has taught us. Always something to learn. Now, this goes along with whether it's another spell, a skill, um, another recipe, or more first aid. I found out the other day that Root hasn't even completed his first aid. I still have to do some more. What are you missing? Uh, the last one. The so, heavy? Yeah. The heavy frost weave? Heavy frost weave. And so, working on that. And Diakono's working... I'm sorry, not Diakono. Wow, that was a blast <laughs> of the past. Squidface is working on his... Squid Cash. I don't even know my character's names anymore. Squid Cash is working his first aid. You know, but there's always something to learn. Absolutely. So, and in life, there's always something to learn. I, I challenge anybody to go to the library, into the resource section or research section, and pick up a book that they don't know anything about, like carpentry or... I don't know. Trees. Bird watching. Something. Now this one is something I learned actually from you, Freckleface. In what the game that? first. Uh, that if you slow down and look around, you might find something useful. And that's something where, you know, that's where you get your your explorer titles. Mm-hmm. And you find, you're like, you know where everything is. You're just like, you don't, you like know where stuff is. I, I'm horrible with WoW geography. You know, if it's not on the flight point, I have a hard time. It <laughs> helps know. to have a cartographer. Well, I, even I have it, though. But you're like, well, you know, if you come out of here and you hang a right, you go down there, then you cross you cross that lake, and you go over that hill, then you're in, uh, uh, you know, Darkshire. Uh-huh. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I'll, I'll follow the road. I look at their little road sign. The road sign says Darkshire. So I follow the road all the way around. And I'll probably spend another 10 minutes on the little road where I could have just cut straight down over the hill and through the water, and I'm at Darkshire. But I don't know that. But you know that because you are, like, Uber Explorer. And you've taken the time to actually look around and find neat places in the game, like, we, you know, fireplaces and stuff. It's fun to, pl- to find places to hide with my gnome. And, well, that's important on a PvP server, hiding with a gnome. But, that's true. But in life, it's the same thing. If you take the time to slow down and look around, you'll find something. You'll find ways to get, you know... I Save yourself dollar. some time. You found a dollar? You might find a dollar. You might find a dollar. I found seventy dollars once. <laughs> really? On the curb. On the between the curb and the street. You know where the street meets the curb right not there? Not in a wallet? No, not in a wallet. It was actually in like debris, like leaves and branches and stuff. And I was walking and just the color of money struck my eye. And I happened to look down going, Wow, that looked like the color of money and it was a wad of money and it totaled seventy dollars. What'd you do with it? Um, we were actually, it was my, prior to getting married, my wife and I, 
uh, were visiting uh, Bush Gardens, and we had left Bush Gardens because we didn't have enough money to buy food in Bush Gardens. So we'd gone out to a little restaurant, fast food, eaten lunch, and came out and saw it. So we went back in and, and had more fun at Bush Gardens. <laughs> Spent it immediately. So no, no, no. Uh, no trying to find the owner or anything like uh, that. It was wadded up inside of the road, you know, inside debris. So no. But if you did lose that 70 bucks, thanks, because we had, like, good desserts and stuff with that. That was cool. Another great life lesson, which I just kind of talked about, is paying attention to details. Um, in the game of World of Warcraft, you always have to pay attention to what's going on with, you know, what mob it is, if they brought an ad, which one's going to die off first, which one needs a dot, are your buffs still up? There's all these details you have to pay attention to in the World of Warcraft. And the same thing applies in life. Just as I talked about walking across, you know, uh, the, the curb and spotting a dollar. And, and Freckleface almost fell out of her chair. And that would have been... You weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> she, like, leaned back. You know when you lean back in a chair and it goes back just a little too far? That's what it was. That was pretty funny. Thanks you know? for that. <laughs> well, well, it's because I'm paying attention to details. See? Oh, that was hard to miss. That w- <laughs> Probably was. Um, another really important lesson, life lesson, that we learned from the World of Warcraft is how you dress isn't as important as what you do. What if you like to dress up? Doesn't matter. I think it matters a little it bit. It doesn't matter. It no, matters a little bit. It's not as important as what you do. It's not as important. It's not as it's important. It's kind of important. But it's not as important. It's just not. I mean, I how many times have you spent as a lower level character before you actually learn the whole game, you like you had to match. You had to have a cool outfit. You had to have a cool hat, like a pimp hat or something from World of Warcraft. Yeah. And you go, you know what, i got to have that because it looks so cool. And then you get it, and you're like, oh, I'm so uber cool. And then you go in, and people are like, why do you have that? You're like, well, it's cool. And you're like, yeah, but it doesn't do anything. It doesn't give any, you know, it's not adding to your character. Or, like, I came in one time, for some reason, I have no idea why, but for the first probably 40, maybe even 50 levels of Roots life, I concentrated on things that were giving me um, plus mana. So I had like uber amounts of mana. But you really needed spell power. I really needed spell power. I had a lot of mana, but I wasn't doing any good with my spells. They were like, <laughs> and so, and that was because, you know, I concentrated on the wrong thing. But I was also, I remember through one point in time, I really wanted to have everything like uh, dark. I wanted him to be as dark as possible. And I really liked, and I still do, I like him having hoods on, on his character because he's bald. I don't show my, show my helm. I do. But now I'm just like, whatever. Give me the spell power. That's all I care about. I want those in, you know, to enhance what I'm doing. And the same thing happens in life. You know, I, if you get a guy that, that comes down the street, guy or person, girl, whatever, doesn't matter, and they are dressed like just to the hilt in the most expensive clothing, and you've got all the bling, they got everything going on, and they can't conjugate a sentence or verb, I guess it is. I can't conjugate a sentence. You know, they can't speak properly or they can't, they're not doing anything. They're just wasting, you know, whatever. Same thing, you know. So you got nice clothes. So what? If you're not doing anything, then you're just wasting your money. Another great life lesson you can learn from WoW is that there there is power in number. Power in numbers. <laughs> Forgot the S. And this goes with, you know, the whole tactic of if you're going to go raid a capital city you need numbers you're not going to go hey i'm going to go solo this thing and i'm going to get this quest this achievement because i'm going to go uh raid this capital city it ain't gonna happen it ain't gonna happen with 10 people 
No. Ain't gonna happen with twenty. Eh, maybe happen with twenty, but seriously. No, no. You need if you're gonna raid a capital, you need about two raids of eighty people. So you're talking a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah, there's power in numbers, and there's you know we got the twenty-five man raids as well, and you know you get a lot of raids going on with a lot of people because there's major bosses. Now in this it. is something that in WoW that the mobs themselves do not understand. There's an instance, the Pit of Sauron, which I know you haven't done it, but the guy in charge, he sends his minions after after your group. Sends about ten of them. You know what they do? They split into two different groups. So half of them stop way back and just watch while the other five come toward us. So we easily take down the five, and then we take down the other five. Hmm. So they just stand there stupidly while their friends are getting killed. If they had all come at once, they would have been dead. Yeah, that's something I never understood in a while. Like, you can you can be somewhere and kill a mob. And then, like, step a little bit back out of the aggro zone of the other mob. And it walks right over their dead buddy. And they don't seem to think anything's wrong. With no, their they dead, don't think anything about it. Like, or, oh, George is dead. And they keep walking. I guess they know George is going to respawn. So, they're like, they don't I care. I guess so. But, like, you, if you enter a castle... And a few of the guards start dying, you know. The other guards don't say, hey, don't, yeah. let's get a big group together and take out this person. <laughs> no, they just let themselves get killed off one by one. Well, you know, that's a way to get promoted. <laughs> so you wait for... You, take your, George's place. It's right. Oh, my gosh, they killed Fred. So that is why we have become level 80s is because we group up. That's right. The mobs don't. They're dumb. Absolutely. And so how do they become 80s? I don't know. I think Blizzard just makes them 80s, whatever. But, yeah, there's power numbers. The same thing happens, you know, look at all the movements we've had in this world, the world mm-hmm. we live in, IRL world, um, that are pushed by multiple people, groups of people, large organizations. Um, you know, there's power numbers. Bottom line on that one, that's easy, easier said. Or easier, yeah, it is easier said than done, but it's self-explanatory. Another great life lesson you can learn from WoW is that goal setting is important. And that's something where if you just get in the game of World of Warcraft and you start playing and you don't have any idea what you're playing for, why you're playing, where you're headed or anything else, you'll... You'll get bored. And you'll quit. After about that, your little trial period's up. You're like, whatever, hated it, don't see the point. But if you come in and you set a goal, my goal, I never set the long-term goals. Yeah, I'm going to get to 80, but I know I'm going to get to 80 eventually, so that's not a goal I set. That's just the result of the goals I set. You know, my original goal was I want to mount. Boom. Now I'm at 20, and you get mounts at 20 now, so it's like even easier. You know, now my goal this weekend, as I've already stated with Root, is to get in there and, and do my heroics this weekend so I can hopefully pick up uh, a BOA item. So that's my goal. I look at short term goals. You know, even if my goal is to actually get on and play, sometimes that's my goal. <laughs> but and the same thing happens in life. You set those short term goals, you make those short term goals, you accomplish those goals, and you move on you to bigger and better goals, and those goals add up. And they end up in a result. And the thing that Blizzard really gets on that is my next point of a life lesson that WoW can teach you is that milestones are worth celebrating. Every level you get, you get that cool gold eagle, whatever, ding, you know, and everybody grats you and everything else. And it is a celebration. Even if you just ding in 22, like I ding, you know, I ding 21 and then 22. And everyone's like, hey, grats, oh, cool. And I'm like, all right. And, uh, Actually, someone in our in um, the guild that Squid Cash is in, which is the uh, Hanging with My Nomies, uh, has that uh, autograts. And I have in Guild Greet, which is another add-on I use, it tells me somebody else 
dings while I'm playing the game. And so what I did, they dinged while I was in the middle of my instance. I'm like, oh, what? and you click on it, and it just gives them, it congratulates them for you. So you don't have to congratulate them, it kind of congratulates them for you. But it said, ding, and whatever the person's name is, just reached level 48. Congratulations. And somebody else had the um, an autograts thing, and when it, when it saw the ding, that's a trigger for it. Uh-huh. So it thought I dinged. So it's like I'm saying congratulations to the other person with an auto gratz as well. So there's kind of like an auto gratz weird loop thing going on. <laughs> but so your your uh, your your add-ons are having conversations. Yeah, the add-ons talk to each other, which was pretty cool. But no, it is. It's worth celebrating, and, and that's where and people do that all the time, especially when you get 80. You know, I mean, you hit that that big milestone that you finally hit, and uh, you go take a break. I mean, even Blizzard recognizes that when you hit you know certain levels, it sends you mail. Yeah, it sends you potions and right. You know, it helps grat you out. Mail. So, yeah, yeah, grat mail. So it's, it's really cool. And probably one of the the biggest, I would think, life lessons you can learn from WoW is that if, if at first you don't succeed, abandon the quest and start over. Which is a little bit of a joke. Which didn't go over well. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just yawned. I was you're like, at I know, I'm, I'm keeping you up, I guess. And just, you know, just Freckleface is staying with us. She's awake, but barely. But but really, like if you don't succeed in something, it's always good to start. You don't have to start all the way over. You know, like you know, the, the joke is abandon the quest and start over. But go back, backtrack. You know, where did this fail? Let's start from the fail point. Let's fix it and move forward. And sometimes you might have to wait till you level up a bit. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So there there are things in life that are too hard. Yeah. You, you have to you wait know. till you get a little bit more experience. Try it again. Absolutely. So there you go. There are a bunch of reasons how. The world of Warcraft can actually teach you some life lessons. So next time somebody says you're not learning anything from the world of Warcraft, you're wasting your time in the world of Warcraft, it's just a waste of money in a time sink, you can say, hey, you know what? Root gave me like 15 things or more that, I can, that I've learned in life because of the world of Warcraft. And it's going to make me that much better of a person in society itself. Wow, that's deep. So there you go. So that being said and done... Um, and as I said before in the beginning of the podcast, it, it really is my favorite segment that, that, that we do here is the Adopt-A-Pet segment where Freckleface goes and tells us exactly how to go get another pet. Freckleface has like just about all the pets available in the game probably uh, for her character anyhow. And if she doesn't have them, she knows how to get them. And the cool part about it is she shares that with people uh, over the podcast and you get to go get whatever pet that she talks about. So what are we getting this week, uh, Freckleface, in your Adopt-A-Pet segment? This pet is called Bananas. Okay. Um, this is not something that I have, unfortunately. But he's a little monkey. Apparently he has bright blue eyes, and when you click on him, he makes, you know, ooh-ah noises. Monkey sounds. Monkey sounds. Ooh-ooh-ah. And he stands on his back legs. And does the Tarzan chest-thumping thing. Thanks for that. Um, does he yell or does he say, ooh, ooh, uh-uh? Uh, just says that he makes the monkey noises. Oh, and does his little thing. Thumping. But where you get this, it's a, it's a trading card item. Yeah, I did that for a while. Right, and you buy these trading cards, and you never know exactly what cards you're going to get that's part of um, the thing and why they, keep, why they have you keep buying them is because... There's something know. to always get. In fact, we gave away one of our one of our cool cards. We did. It was the... Spectral. The rocking horse or something, wasn't it? Yeah, the tiger. Yeah. The little tiger. Yep. Um, anyway, so this one is something that you can get through the trading card game. 
Um, I did a little search on eBay. It sells for about seventy-five to hundred dollars, which is why I don't have it. Um, but when you have the code, you turn him into turning the code to Lando Langshot in Booty Bay. Which brings us to Fishing for Wishes. Okay. Because, you know, as you guys know, there is a fountain in Dalaran that a lot of the WoW characters have made a wish and thrown a coin into. And when you fish these coins up, it gives you a little bit of insight into the characters. Or sometimes I take Fat Wallet there and I jump in a fountain. That's true, but you won't get coins that way. No, I don't, but it annoys the other players. Does and it? And then, then they ask me how I level one got the Dalaran. And then you tell them you that swam. I swam, and they go, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Wait a minute, and then I run away. Just tell them there's like a, uh, a pipe or something in the a fountain. Pipe. There's a pipe in the fountain. Yeah. Anyway, so Lando Longshot's copper coin says, "I wish I'd kept that coin." Hmm. Hmm. Which because when you have a trading card and it, the code is covered up, what do you need to scratch it off? You need a coin to scratch it off. You need a off. coin. Most so he wishes time. he had a coin. To scratch off his... To scratch off the code. Because he's got a card with he can't scratch off. That's true. But don't goblins have fingernails? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but here, check this out, right? All right, I'll check it. Okay. When did he make this wish? That's what I'm wondering. After he threw the coin in the, in the fountain. But see, I always thought it was a wish that they made as they are throwing it in. So did the coin like change like retroactively to make another wish, and then later Ooh. he was like, "I wish I kept that coin," and the coin magically changed. So as you were just saying, like Norman, you go up to a wishing fountain, and you go, You're like, "I wish, I wish, I wish, I, I, wish. Had, I wish I had a Bloop. pony." And throw and it you in. in, yeah. As opposed to, so this is a past tense wish. Yeah, it's, it's retroactive. Weird. weird. Yeah. His old wish got erased. What was his original wish then? I don't know. Wow. We don't know. This Maybe deep. he's talking about another coin that he had. Like, he had a previous coin that he made a wish with, and he's like, I wish I kept that coin because his wish came true. But this is the only coin that you can find in the game that has his name on it. Well, maybe he did something with another coin. Are you talking about another coin? I think he's talking about another coin. What other coin, though? I don't know. You have Mm -hmm. to ask him. I can't. (laughs) You can't. He just doesn't answer. Oh, that's true. (laughs) You can ask him anything you want. So just get weird looks thrown around me. (laughs) Talking to you, talking to the NPC. <laughs> She's not going to answer you. So. Same thing with slapping them. You know, they'll never do anything they back. Do anything back. No. So they should. They should. They should because you know that uh, the general in front of Stormwind, like he'll he'll say hi to you if you wave at him. Yes, he will. I think they need to have more responsive NPCs like that. There's some other ones that if you saluted them, they'll salute back. Yeah, I think that's the same one. So yeah, which is kind of cool. So you know, every week I like to bring an auction house tip. And this one's a little more in-depth, and I'm actually going to have you help me with it because I know you do this more than I do. Okay. So what it is basically, we're, we're talking about using Auctioneer. And in our Auction House tips, we a lot of what we talk about is using Auctioneer. So if you don't have Auctioneer, definitely go get Auctioneer, install it, and use it, and scan. Uh, if you're new to, the, to Auctioneer, scan as much as you possibly can. Um, you can set Auctioneer to, to shut down or log off after you're done. So you can just scan and walk away if you need to. Uh, depending on your realm and on your auction house size, that can take a long time. Um, but once you get your base scans down, it'll save a little bit of time. Not much, a little bit of time. But definitely do scan because that's where, once you learn how to use Auctioneer, there is a vast amount of money that you, that you can easily make in uh, off the auction house in World of Warcraft. 
So I'm actually going to defer to Freckleface this week for my auction house tip. Okay, well, you know, what we always advocate doing is running a scan every day of the auction house. And then after you're done with the scan is to go to the search tab and do a vendor search and a resale search. Right, and what the vendor search is going to do is, is find out what stuff people have listed that the vendors will actually pay more money for. Right. So sometimes what they'll do is they'll have something they don't know what they've got, and they'll say, you know what, here's this um, silver leaf or this weed or this, you know, whatever trash they think they've got, and they'll put it up there for a copper. And you look at it, and a vendor will pay two silver for it. Well, that's not a huge amount of money, but it's free money. It's a lot when it adds up. Right. So. And one of my tips a while back was to allow the bids. Because the first time, for a long time when I was doing that vendor search, I was just doing the ones that the buyout price was less than the vendor. Right. And I wouldn't always bring up something when I searched. But once I added the bid, I could go through and bid on everything that the bid price was underneath the vendor. And what happens is when people put their buyout price too high, their auction doesn't really get looked at. And since there are a lot of people who don't do the bid function of the auction house, a lot of times you can get something really cheap. But just bidding on it and waiting on it. Bidding, waiting, yep. Absolutely. A lot of times I get out bid, you know, because it gets bought out, or a few times I got a bidding wars. But I make money that way. But what we want to talk about today was the resale search. Now, there are several different ways that you can adjust the criteria. You can put a minimum profit that you want to make. You can um, change the amount of times it's seen. Like, for example, if something's only been in the auction house once. It doesn't really have reliable data on right, it. Right, the history's not good enough. So you can say, I only want to show auctions on items that have been you know, seen at least 10 times or at least 100 times. You can change a percentage. Like, I only want to see items that are discounted by at least you know, 15%. But what I was finding is that the materials, the things like you know, the bars, the cloth, stuff like that, I don't want to buy it unless it's severely undercut. Okay. Because... There's usually a lot of auctions, and if everything's, if the lowest is undercut by 15%, if it's at 85%, I don't want to sit there and buy it out because someone else is just going to come behind me and undercut me. Right. Okay, but there are items like blue and purple quality items that people, I've done this like with one recipe like three different times. People put up the auction house for 400 gold when the actual market price is more like 800 to 1,000. So I've you know spent that four hundred gold, gotten it, resold it for about a thousand gold. Excellent. I've done that several times. So what I found that I have to do is run two different searches on resale. Okay. Instead of trying to do all my filters at once, I do one search where I put the minimum profit at five fifty gold. I put the scene count really high, and I put the discount price really high. So that basically what you're looking for is something that's been listed. A bunch of times, yep. but it's underlisted mm -hmm. and really, really low the, under market value. Right. So very common items that are severely discounted. Right. But that it might not be that much profit per item. But I go through and find all that, and then I I change my criteria to make the minimum profit a hundred gold. Lower my scene price, my scene count minimum. Lower my discount minimum. So stuff that's not been on too much, but is still been on enough to have a little bit of a history and still you're gonna make about a hundred gold profit because it's about a hundred gold under right. marked. Okay. The high ticket items they can then be discounted by twenty five percent 
and still be, you know, 200 gold profit just reselling it. Right. So that's our tip for the week. You know, two different searches for resell if you can't incorporate all the filters into one. And we can't stress enough about using Auctioneer because a lot of my tips, and now Freckleface's tips, are uh, centered around using Auctioneer inside the auction house. And, I mean, there are so many uh, articles on the Internet about using Auctioneer, but they don't go into detail. All they say is, get Auctioneer and it'll help. And, yeah, if you're using it out of the, you know, with its default settings, it will help somewhat. But until you really spend the time inside Auctioneer and, and tweaking it around, you're, you're leaving gold on the table. Because there's still people who don't either don't use Auctioneer or don't care enough. They just want to move something around and get rid of something um, that they're they're throwing money away. And it definitely won't help at all if you don't scan it every day. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can tell you one thing I did with the pygmy suckerfish. Okay. I got a bunch of them. I went to listen to auction house. And I noticed that everything was severely undercut. So I just bought out everything and then relisted. And then I could not get rid of the stuff that I had bought. Okay. I couldn't sell low enough. I ended up vendoring it. So would you, had you forgotten to scan? or? Well, I didn't. Re- that was before I realized, oh, I have to scan every day. I think you're uh, the one that told yeah, me that. Absolutely. So it was giving me an old price. You had old data. And the price had fallen so much, and I didn't realize it. So you got stuck with a bunch of stuff you couldn't offload. Exactly. And, and that's kind of the rule of thumb I have. Because, I mean, I don't make the best investments all the time. There's stuff I get stuck with. And basically, I'll try to list it. And if I try to list it three times and it doesn't sell, I just go vendor it for the loss. You know, unless it's something that is seasonal. Like, I can't wait until the middle of summer when I put my snowballs up on the auction house. You know what's surprising? The snowballs sold in the auction house even during Winter Vale. Wow. For about a gold a stack. And those are, you can buy them from the vendor. Vendors, For right. copper. Yeah, that's, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I even did that with the milk. Right. Oh, I sell. That's one of the things I sell quite often right now. Is really? Yeah. Because I was doing that. Cause that that was part of the quest for the Winter Vale. Was he? Santa wanted a glass of milk. Yes, he did. People. Well, what it is is like, especially in. Um, well, look at Iron Forge, where the auction house is right across from where Old Man Winter sits. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, you can go down a little bit to the uh, barmaid and buy your milk from her. Or you can just get from the auction house and save yourself a minute worth of time. I don't know, but I sell them for about twenty-five silver. That's not bad. Which isn't you're right. If you're looking at that, you're like, oh, that's not that much. No, you but know. when you're paying a couple of copper for it or whatever it is, right? Four silver. You look or, at your percentage of markup. Right. Which is always what you look at when you're selling stuff. That's what that's what I look at. I'm like, how much am I investing versus how much am I going to get back if it's short term, long term, whatever the case might be. So, there you go. I like those. That was a great auction house tip. Thank you for that. So we want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out the website at www.hearthcast.com. Remember, our Hearthcast hotline is 321-558-7637. It is an easy way to get out on our podcast, which is uh, becoming more more popular every day. I know last podcast I said I'd have a special announcement still in the works, so I can't uh, reveal it yet. You'll have to build the suspense up just a little more, uh, but we're getting there. You can always email us your comments, questions, shout-outs, plugs, whatever else you want to do to contribute at hearthcast.com. Or if you go on our website, there's a thing that says contribute to the show. You click on that, and it's a little web-based form you fill out, and same thing. We get the email, and we talk about it there. Or you can always follow us on Twitter, hearthcast.com forward slash 
I'm sorry, twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. And um, that'll allow you to follow us on Twitter and you can tweet us questions, responses, comments, just like the folks we did earlier we talked about in the show. And if you like the show, then please let us know. You, know, you can rate us on iTunes, send us an email. Um, and as always, tell your friends and your guildmates, you know. And link to us from your blog, Facebook, MySpace, or other account. And we will give you a link back. So until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. For HearthCast.com.